I threw on my bathrobe and carefully turned my doorknob. If my imaginary lock had been a real lock, it would have probably made some weird clicky noise, totally waking up mom and getting me in a ton of trouble. I peeked around the corner to make sure mom's door was closed, tiptoed out of my room, and inched toward the front door. Part of me expected some scary loud alarm to go off as I grabbed my key and opened the door. But I went out into the hall, and nothing happened except for my stomach feeling as twisty as the garlic knots Mom and I had eaten with our pizza for dinner. Mom used to call us the adventurous girls. We used to be the adventurous girls before and during the time she dated Pratek. It used to be a no-brainer to order the hottest, spiciest garlic knots on the menu. It used to be a no-brainer to do any of the fun, adventurous things we did— getting off the bus at random stops and exploring new neighborhoods, taking flying trapeze lessons by the lake, trying every different ride at the state fair, even the really fast ones and the upside-down ones, and the ones that flung you into freezing cold water. But all of that was before. Now we had to try to talk ourselves into doing stuff like that, but we didn't try that hard. Mom would be like, you want to? And I'd shrug and be like, do you? And she'd shake her head and we'd go back to watching our movie on TV or whatever. And that would be it. The truth was, we only had garlic knots tonight because there was some deal where they came with the pizza for free. I only ate one. Mom only had a bite. We threw the rest away. I paused before I took the final two steps to get to the second floor. This was where Mom and I used to stop for our typical stairway selfie. We'd smile and snap a shot or two or ten with one of our phones just to make sure our hair was good, nothing weird was hanging from either of our noses, and we were both still looking as cute as we had when we'd left our place. After all, it was at least a 20-second walk from our condo to his. A lot could change in 20 seconds. I knew that better than anybody. 20 seconds was all it took for me to ruin Mom's life the first time and another 20 seconds to ruin it a second time with Pratek. But maybe a third 20 seconds could fix it. The garlic knot in my stomach felt bigger and naughtier as I reached Pratek's door. I needed to be brave for Mom. This was not even a scary thing I was facing. This was a door. I brought my knuckles to the wood, tapping twice softly, and then stood back and waited but no one answered. I glanced down at my Minnie Mouse slippers. What was I expecting, anyway? That Protec would open the door, see me, and magically remember how much he cared about us and how much fun we had together? That he would come upstairs so Mom could be happy again? When the Revolutionary War was going on and the colonists lost their first few battles to the British, they were pretty bummed out. They started thinking, maybe all those rules and taxes and stuff wouldn't have been so bad after all. They felt totally silly. And standing in the hallway with no one but Minnie Mouse to keep me company, that's how I felt, too. Maybe Mom invented the lock rule for a reason. After waiting for what seemed like a thousand years, or at least until 10.30ish, which I knew it was because if I'm still awake at 10.30ish at night, my eyelids get droopy and my cheeks feel weirdly sore, I decided to do the only other thing I could think of. Go outside. Pratek didn't always answer his door, but he usually left his shades wide open. I crept down the stairs to the first floor, 
Ms. Wolfson's floor, and then opened the door that led outside. I pulled my fuzzy blue bathrobe closer to my skin. Chicago winters seriously don't mess around. Maybe a coat would have been a good idea. But I wouldn't be out for long. Just long enough to see if he was home and maybe figure out a way to get him to answer his door. I hurried to the giant tree in front of our building and hid behind it. Then I slowly peered out, my droopy eyelids in full swing, and forced those droopers up. Protek's light was on. He was totally home. I knew it. He was sitting at his table, holding a fork, and eating something that looked pretty fantastic. That was one of the awful things about Protek. He was an incredible cook. Well, now it was awful, since we didn't get any of the food anymore. Even now, in the middle of the night, just thinking about his amazing spicy curry and naan and...